Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, a pastor here in New England, and I want to thank you for listening. After two years of the pandemic, almost all of us are hurting in some way, and so many of our churches are reeling. To address the deeply felt need Christians and churches have, I've designed this podcast to invite us to experience deeper healing and freedom over a 40-day journey as we pursue spiritual transformation together. I'm praying today's episode helps you experience greater joy, contentment, and confidence in your life and walk with God. So as you listen, may God's grace and peace be with you. Well, welcome to Getting Heaven in the People. I'm Dave Ripper from Crossway here in Southern New Hampshire, and we are on day 40 of a 40-day journey. That is right, where we have been learning and praying about how to cultivate greater spiritual freedom. I hope and pray over the 40 days or so that you've been listening, that you've been seeing signs of spiritual growth begin to spark, start to bloom. We are honored that you have been listening and we have been blessed to hear how impactful this podcast has been, not only to people in our congregation, but to the Christian community across our country that has been listening and tuning in. So thank you for the notes that you have been sharing. Thank you for passing on the word of this podcast to others. And while this was initially intended to be done Just during Lent of 2022, we quickly realized that this series of 40 podcasts could be done by anyone at any time of the year, that it's really like a great intensive for spiritual formation. It's a great curriculum for Christ-likeness. And so if you know others who would benefit from listening, please share it with them. And we thank you again for the feedback that we have received and many, many people have been expressing their hopes that we will continue the podcast. And while we are on day 40 of 40, we do plan to go well beyond this. The daily format has been stretching, so keeping that up feels a bit burdensome, but stay tuned, subscribe to the Crossway podcast because we will be releasing more episodes in the coming weeks. Just as a little brainstorm for you to have a sense of where we might be going, I'd like to release uh, maybe some of the interviews that we've done at Crossway over the past seasons with some leading voices and people here in our region. I've been contacted by other authors and thinkers who are passionate about seeing the church shift from trying to simply get people into heaven to getting heaven into people who would like to talk about what they're learning on this subject on this podcast as well. And we hope to bring some of those voices along for some conversations to come. More immediately, I plan to do a series of podcasts on the book that I co-authored through InterVarsity Press four years ago called The Fellowship of the Suffering, How Hardship Shapes Us for Ministry and Mission. We have all suffered significantly these past couple of years. So how might God want to redeem that so that you might, as Philippians 3.10 says, not just know the power of the resurrection, but know Christ through the sharing of his sufferings, the fellowship of his sufferings as well. And before getting to our last theme of this 40-day series, I just want to give a huge word of thanks to our podcast producer and communication director at Crossway, Chris Birch. 
It has been an incredible joy putting this podcast together with him. He just epitomizes what excellent servant Christ-like leadership looks like. So this has been a real joy. I can't believe how fast these 40 uh, episodes have kind of gone by. It has not been burdensome. It has not been exhausting. It has just been so much fun to, to work with him and to see God use our partnership. And I'd like to conclude this series, though, by beginning with one of the final thoughts I heard Dallas Willard share before he passed in 2013. He said this, Arrange your days so you are experiencing deep contentment, joy, and confidence in your everyday life with God. Let me read that again. Arrange your days or organize your life in such a way that you are experiencing deep contentment, joy, and confidence in your everyday life with God. I believe this is an utterly thrilling invitation for heaven to get into you by arranging your day so that more easily and routinely you'd experience deep contentment, joy, and confidence in how you live interactively with God. So imagine for a moment what your life would be like if it was permeated with deeper contentment, deeper joy, greater confidence. Now imagine what your rhythm of life or way of life or rule of life, as we talked about, would be like for the outcome of your efforts in partnership with the Holy Spirit. What would this rhythm be like And what would your focus need to be if you were experiencing greater contentment, joy, and confidence? And I am certain that if you're growing in contentment and joy and confidence, then you are growing spiritually. Three great markers or signposts on the way to know you are on the path of spiritual transformation like we talked about in our last episode. So I'd like for us to look biblically at these three things, contentment, joy, and confidence, and hopes that as heaven gets into us, the result in our lives would be more and more contentment, more and more joy, more and more confidence in the Lord. So let's talk first about contentment. When I was the young adult pastor at Grace Chapel in Lexington, Mass., for years, a passage of scripture I defaulted to sharing with young adults almost innumerable times was 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, which says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. So if you want to experience real gains in your life, focus on becoming more like Christ through the power of the Spirit and nurture contentment. For many restless young adults, cultivating contentment is tough. It was for me. It still continues to be. And there's so much that could be said about this, but I'd simply like to offer one idea for building contentment in your life, and that's gratitude. Can you notice and appreciate the gifts God has given to you this day? Just yesterday, we had a beautiful sunset in our rural town that borders Nashua. Now, I never expected to live in such an unpopulated little community, but it's really grown on me, especially when I take time to slow down, look up, and behold the beauty of God and creation. 
Within about 20 minutes, I ended up seeing a white-tailed deer, a beaver swimming, and a couple of beautiful Orioles. This led me to gratitude as I walked through the country road with my 12-year-old yellow lab howdy. Glad he's still with me too. And I ended up reciting with gratitude Psalm 16, verses 5 through 6, which say, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I bet that if you take time to slow down, to notice, to give thanks, that you'll see the boundary lines have fallen for you in pleasant places as well. Maybe more than you realize or are aware of. Perhaps crucial to seeing the goodness of the Lord more and more in your life is one of the greatest invitations that the Psalms gives us. To see the goodness of the Lord, I believe, as Psalm 46.10 says, we need to be still and know that I am God. Sometimes being physically still enables that to happen. But I often find that walking can still my heart as well and allow me to look up, to look in, and to see God more and more. So a slower place, pace leads to greater noticing. Greater noticing leads to greater gratitude. Greater gratitude leads to more and more contentment. And with paired with godliness, you start to experience a great gain. That's contentment. But before looking at joy, let me offer a final thought on this. Ignatius of Loyola contended that sin entered the world and enters our lives as a failure of gratitude. That's his understanding of sin. Sin is a failure of gratitude. So he challenged us to envision what our lives would be like if each of us tried to become, through the help of the Holy Spirit, too grateful to sin. Imagine becoming the type of person who was too grateful to sin. That's how heaven gets into people, through gratitude. And gratitude not only helps us contentment as we have seen, but gratitude helps us cultivate joy. The second fruit of the Spirit Paul names in Galatians 5 is joy. Jesus in John 15 hopes that his joy would be in you and that your joy would be complete. Joy, as Dallas Willard writes about in Renovation of the Heart, he says that joy is a pervasive sense of well-being. Even though everything might not be okay in your life, you know that you're still well off because you have an undeniable sense that God is with you. I love in Psalm 100 how the psalmist challenges the people to enter the temple. It says, enter the temple or the courts of God with thanksgiving. In other words, enter the presence of God with gratitude. Eugene Peterson powerfully paraphrases this line in Psalm 100 in the message as he writes, enter with the password, thank you. Enter with the password, thank you. What's the password to God's presence? Thanks. It's gratitude. Gratitude places us in God's presence because as Psalm 1611 says, in your presence is the fullness of joy. Just whisper that to God right now as a reminder to ourselves right now. In your presence is the fullness of joy.
in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. And if this is true, then why would you want to be anywhere other than in God's presence and aware that you're in his presence? Because you are. And to be in God's presence, you only need to be where you are. You don't need to be somewhere else where you think the grass might be greener. You only need to be where you are. Because as Willard noted, God has yet to meet anyone other than where they are. Cultivate deep contentment and joy and lastly, confidence. Can you imagine someone experiencing deep contentment and joy who was not confident? I can't. See, as the Spirit enables us through our intentional efforts to arrange our days so we're experiencing deep contentment and joy, we will have the confidence of knowing the great shepherd is with us and in him we lack nothing. We will not only to be, be able to experience personal transformation, but I believe we will have the confidence to be used by God to believe he wants to involve us in helping get heaven into our homes and our neighborhoods and our churches and communities so that God's kingdom may come and that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this vision of getting heaven into people has not been tried and found wanting as It has largely just not been wholeheartedly tried. But may we cross away. May we, church friends, may you, wherever you are, whatever community you're a part of, dare to become the kind of people committed to this Great Commission cause who would be trusting and hoping with love that for such a time as this, God might revive his church and renew his world as we devote our lives to getting heaven in the people And that starts with getting heaven into us. And I believe the invitation of getting heaven into us begins as we creatively partner with the Holy Spirit in arranging our lives and arranging our days that we might experience an ever-increasing depth of contentment and joy and confidence with God to emerge, to bloom, to come to fruition And that is possible because God is with you. God is here to help you. That's the vision we have been casting. As we talked about the Vim factor, vision, intention, means. My next question is, do you intend for this to be true of your life? Will you make the the, the commitment, the prayer to say, I want to spend my days as a person who in which heaven is getting into me more and more and more and being committed to the cause of getting heaven into our churches and families and communities. Make that your prayer if so. And then the means can simply be arranging your days so you are experiencing deep contentment, joy, and confidence in your everyday life with God. And be patient and wait and watch. And I believe we will see the needed deep transformation that our church is desperate for start to emerge more and more. And I can say firsthand over these last 40 days, as people in our church community have been listening, they have been leaning into our Sunday services and preaching in groups more and more. We are beginning to see the embers of this transformative work of the Holy Spirit begin to be fanned into flame more and more. I can't believe it, to be honest. I should. I know I should. But we're beginning to see it more. 
And I believe as many of us rally together to create a movement of getting heaven in the people, that we will see revival and renewal in our church like we have never witnessed in our lifetime. And so as we wrap up these 40 days of getting heaven in the people, we believe this journey will continue on. But to mark the moment that we have been in this 40-day process together, I would just like to conclude this aspect of this podcast with the final public prayer that Dallas prayed in Santa Barbara, California in February of 2013. You can find this prayer recorded in the book, Living in Christ's Presence, Final Words on Heaven and the Kingdom of God. Let's join Dallas in praying for the church and for heaven to get into us. Almighty God, to one to be many and to many to be one, a glorious nature that we can only catch glimpses of by your grace. Our hearts do rise up now in this moment in blessing upon you. We will your good, O God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne. Our hearts rise up to you, overwhelmed with gratitude that you are and that you are who you are. We bless you. Bless you, our Father. Bless you, our Savior. Bless you, Holy Spirit. Bless you all in one. May you rise above everything in our lives and hold us fast in the grip of adoration of who you are. We will and commit ourselves to what blesses you. On behalf of Jesus, we do that in this hour and ask that you would walk with us through life, that it should always be so, that our hearts would be rising up and blessing to you. So, let it be done. And we say, Amen.